What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 154 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Agan, back from being sick for the past week. I am just now getting up and about. Boy, Ryan, did this hit me pretty hard. But, Ryan, I know you were not spared from being sick, but how are you, my friend? How was your Christmas? I am doing a billion times better. I feel much better. I ended up, I know, I was great. I took a nap one night and then woke up and I had 102.5 temperature. I ended up having bronchitis. I didn't sleep on it, though, because I know that it it hits me pretty hard. So I got down to the uh, quick care pretty uh, uh, promptly. Once I got the meds in me, like... Yeah, I instantly started feeling like a human again. So it was good. Got to see family. My parents are in town as well. I think they're actually coming over today. Uh, They're going to stay with us uh, this week and whatnot. So that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, other than that, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Very, very nice Christmas. Everybody had got great presents and the kiddos were happy. So it's just always nice to be able to celebrate and see the see the smiles on the littles and and hang out with family and stuff like that. So it was fantastic. But I'm glad that you're feeling better as well, my friend. I I know uh, uh, last week was it's been rough, man. It's been rough. Yeah, it was it was a tough one. I actually fainted once last week due to a coughing fit I, I had. So uh, luckily, no injuries. I actually fainted right into some tiles. So that could have been far worse oh than gosh. what it turned out to be. Uh, it, it's been just kind of rest this past week. But luckily, I uh, was able to, to muster up some energy, spent Christmas uh, with my parents and my brother and his wife who are visiting from uh, Korea. And they'll awesome. be here a couple more days. So I'm, I'm feeling good enough to hopefully kind of hang out with them a little bit before they leave. Uh, and, and yeah, thank goodness we're on the other side of being sick knock on wood. And, uh, Ryan, let's, let's skip that. We got it out for this year and next yes. year. I'm just calling it right now. That was our <laughs> sickness for next year. We're good now. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but, but getting into things we, we have to, speaking of next year, we're right around the corner from new year's, new year's Eve, all that good stuff. It's, uh, it's almost 2023. And I just kind of wanted to do a recap of at least the games that we are excited for to allegedly uh, come out again. I'm not going to hold like we did that this year. We're like, Oh, it's going to be spicy 2022. And they were like, delay, delay, delay. So we are going in cautiously optimistic into 2023. But what are some of the games that, that you're really excited to, to come out? And I, I could, I already know what's on your list. What What's number one anyway. I'm going to start with the one that we know is coming out because it actually has a release date and that's <laughs> Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, my goodness, I was really hoping we'd get that this holiday season, but you know what? Give them a little extra time to refine it. Uh, Ryan, this game looks massive. It looks amazing to me. Uh, I cannot wait to get my hands on this one uh, and and dive right back into that world. Uh, it's got some big shoes to fill, of course, uh, but I think God of War Ragnarok gave me hope that the sequel, a sequel can live up to uh, how good a, a first game in a series was, uh, can be. So I... I that's probably top on my list right now. And the one that I am most sure that we are actually going to get to play in the first half of next year. Uh, so that's where I'm going to start here, Ryan. What about you? What's one of your games? 
Yeah, and and I have to agree with you. I'm I'm super pumped for it. It still it still messes me up though. Tears of a Kingdom, uh, it's it's getting it, it's taking a while. We we were calling it Breath of the Wild two for so long. I forget that it's not actually called Breath of the Wild two. Somebody said Tears of the Kingdom. I'm like, what the heck is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? Are they coming out with another new game? Remember when this came out? And I thought this was a whole separate game. I was like, whoa, what? They have another one that they were working on on top of. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is like, no, it's just not called Breath of the Wild 2. It's like, oh, okay, you're right, you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that definitely is is high up on my list. Another one, because I, I enjoy them, is Final Fantasy 16. I know that there are a lot of people that are pumped for that. So, number one, we should, I'm going to do air quotations, be getting, uh, I think, next year, either next year or the year after, we should be getting uh, the second part for Final Fantasy VII, uh, that remake, I believe it's supposed to come out next year or the year after. Um, but we know for sure what should be coming is Final Fantasy sixteen, And it just, again, they, they are moving forward with that same combat style um, as fifteen. I really enjoyed it personally. It is, you know, a little different if you played the old ones and stuff like that. And you're more used to that turn-based uh, uh, type of uh, uh, battle system that you know it, it's more fluid and in more aligned with an action RPG, I think, than a, a traditional just straight RPG. And I and that's only in terms of of the battle system. I absolutely love it. I'm always excited for a new Final Fantasy story and what they have planned for that. So I think a lot of people, especially if this does uh drop. I think a lot of people will be on this. Final Fantasy clearly has a huge fan base, uh, especially over in Asia and uh, uh, in Europe. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of folks over there that that um, really get down with the, the lore and everything like that. Not only that, but just the popularity of Final Fantasy 14 online, you know, with there being so much of a community there and so many people doing things, um, I think that kind of also helps to bring this fan base or bring people that maybe didn't traditionally play Final, Fan Final Fantasy games into that because they're more familiar with the lore now. They've got that. So I think they'd be more apt to pick something up. I mean, the game looks absolutely gorgeous. I don't know what to expect uh, from this one. It almost looks like they're they're like back in the Middle Ages almost. So I'm curious to see, you know, what that time period is. But of course, we've got our uh, Ifrits and and the Shivas and and things like that, and the animations and stuff on this looks absolutely amazing. So that's one that I am pumped. 2023, we'll see if it if it goes down. I I believe that Final Fantasy 16 should come out uh, this year. I don't know. Do you know if they had set a reported date uh, in terms of a release date for this? You know, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think okay. they've uh, nailed it down yet. Okay. What, what what's next on your list? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. My list gets far more iffy from here on out. But I'm going to be an <laughs> optimistic person here for this list. Uh, the next one on my list, and I really, really, really hope it actually comes out this year, is Spider-Man 2. And we got yeah. that first tease. And as of 
today. Supposedly, it's coming out in 2023. If I had to guess, I'd say holiday 2023 if it's going to come out mm-hmm. this year or next year at all. However, uh, the first Spider-Man was amazing. Miles Morales yeah. was awesome. And this game looks just as amazing to me as well. Uh, they have really nailed down the combat and the movement as uh, Spider-Man. And the fact that you could potentially play as both Miles and Peter sounds amazing. I, I don't know uh, if this is even a possibility, but if they have both characters, it makes me think, could we get some co-op potentially? That would be pretty awesome. Uh, you know, they teased Venom. Uh, they teased what I think is Craven the Hunter. Like, I am just all for this game. This this is like one of those examples of of how great a superhero game can be these days and i if if this actually comes out next year i will be so happy uh this would be one of my game of the year contenders if it actually gets released oh absolutely and and this clearly is is high up on the list as well for me um i, I i'm i'm so i'm i'm torn cuz like this is this is an amazing game. I beat the first one, at least the story. I still have the DLC stuff. I have Miles Morales. I haven't even started it yet. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of personally hoping it doesn't come out. <laughs> Just to give me a little more time to, to work through it. Uh, we'll see. But I mean, next year would be perfect. We know that we've got, we've also been getting some... Uh, uh, we just recently got a trailer for uh, into not into the Spider Verse, but uh, um, uh, what's the second Spider Verse? Oh one? gosh, you, I can't think of the name. Something about the the Spider Verse, and and if you've seen the poster or anything like that, like it shows like a ton of different Spideys in the background. Like if you look through, you'll see some that you're familiar with. Uh, Spider Woman. I saw uh, 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 Spider Noir. Um, some other really popular ones. So. I mean, I would imagine that they would try to release this game in conjunction with like the release of, you know, because that's still a it's a Sony IP. So it would make sense for them to, to drop the two around the same time, use one to build up the other or whatever. Not that they necessarily even need it. They've already proven, you know, it's a great, the, the, I mean, just flying through or, or swinging through uh, New York City and whatnot, dude, feels so good. The combat feels good. The story is good. Like, this is, like you said, this is a absolutely, when this drops, is going to be a game of the year contender, whichever year it actually comes out. And I have no doubt that that's going to happen but we'll see if it legit comes out next year i think a lot of the timing is going to have to do with the uh the spider-verse and when that releases i it would make a lot of sense to me for them to try to work those two in 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 tangent with each other to kind of hype each other up and, and pump each other up but if that does come out next year i'm telling you 2023 legit has a a very good chance of being a spicy spicy year. Uh, we'll just have to see where the things uh, kind of lay out and 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 play from there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, it's it it's been kind of interesting because we've seen a lot of uh, especially Marvel properties. We've seen them reach mm-hmm. some pretty high heights, and then we've seen some kind of disappoint. <laughs> Avengers. I'm still still sad about that one. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I am. I, 
I really do hope whenever Spider-Man 2 comes out with, uh, you know, I, I just love the whole world they built. I love the, the style. I love the music. Uh, so hats off to Sony because they've got another hit ready, ready for us whenever it comes. Absolutely. Next on my list for sure, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I I don't care. I will still. I'm I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical that it comes out next year. I am skeptical that if it if it does come out next year, I am gonna be. I'm. I would be nervous to pick it up. Uh, personally, and that's gonna be Starfield. <laughs> and I say that number one. Number one because of. I know that that you know the development team and Todd Howard were pumped about working on this and getting on it but what they really showed their fan base is that they're willing to just toss out some hot garbage in order because because they're focused on something else so that to me it it really broke their fan base their the fan base's trust in the company uh, and that, of course, is Bethesda. But to me, this is Bethesda going back to those fallout roots, um, something they're not going to have to worry about doing. Hopefully, uh, we're not 100 percent sure. I, I don't I believe this is supposed to just be a single player experience, which also makes me a little nervous because when you have something that's big like this in a big open universe that you can explore and this and that, it's lonely without other people. Um, but at the same time, I would rather them focus on the core game mechanics and maybe later on come out with like a way for people to be able to interact with each other. I think it would be too much for them to try to do both. It would be great to have that, but I just feel like trying to do that and splitting that focus, making sure that the online play works the way that it should and the single player you know that it's just a lot of moving parts so i think they're better off focusing on one aspect and of course one of the most important aspects is the story and 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 the yep. gameplay and, and how it makes the gamer feel playing it just crafting an epic story uh i think is going to be the most important thing with with starfield and it being successful uh, it doesn't matter. They've got a lot of ground that they need to make up, number one, in regaining that trust of the game video game community and their fans. People want to, but like I, I don't know how many times I've had conversations with people and it's been, yo, I remember when this company used to be so good at this, you know, they've changed yep. so much. And I feel like a lot of that shift has been those, you know, business and, and corporates, you know, corpos basically coming in and, and just trying to maximize profits and letting things degradate into, into something that it want it, it become, they become shadows of their former selves. And I really want to, I would like to see some of these companies and, and some of these, IPs that come out, I, I want to see that care and love and for people to be able to create new things based off of uh, these games, not only have a great experience, but then like something like where GTA five has been running for, I don't even know how long, but they don't right. even have to make new games because the longevity in what they've done and added into the game. So uh, yeah, Starfield, I'm, I'm, I am cautiously optimistic 
for Starfield. I don't I'm not I don't know that it legit is going to come out next year. I think it might be a mistake if it does drop next year. I you know it's funny Starfield was also on my list. Uh although <laughs> I I'm, I'm just going to say it I don't think it's going to come out next year. Uh I I would be surprised if I guess if they come out like tomorrow and say Starfield's going to be released in March, my guess would be they delay to like November and then maybe it would still come out next right. year. I just I think 2024 is more likely because because of what you just said, Ryan, because Bethesda needs to to not only get this right, this needs to be a home run. Uh, mm-hmm. And if if I, I think, too, is even the games that I remember fondly from Bethesda, like the Fallout series, were buggy. Mm-hmm at launch but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason gamers view those bugs as endearing uh, instead of Mm -hmm. complaining too much until fallout 76 came out and then that changed the whole conversation (laughs) so in my mind bethesda does not have that history of of creating a game that's super polished right at launch and so mm-hmm. uh i'd be a little bit worried if it does come out next year that some of those bugs will still exist and because of fallout 76 gamers might not be willing to say oh you know that's bethesda with some of those funny bugs they might just be like dude what the heck again really really right. so <laughs> they need to make this work and i think also uh the the one thing that's going to be in the back of my mind is a a grand single player story driven space opera man mass effect did that really well back in the day so True. uh the bar story wise is also pretty high that they have to reach uh, however it looks awesome uh i think the potential is there that this could be an amazing game uh and one that could really you know, take the best parts of exploration like we all hoped. Um, uh, that other game that I'm going to no flank Sky. on. Yes, that we all hope No Man's yep. Sky could be. <laughs> uh, and mix that in with some some truly epic storytelling elements. So the potential is there. I hope it works out. I just seriously, much like Spider-Man, I will be, I guess, glad if this comes out and is polished. But I kind of doubt this one comes out next year. Yeah, and also I wonder how much influence Microsoft has because Microsoft they're under the Microsoft umbrella now. So I don't I, I'd be curious to see how much oversight they will do. And if on the back end, if they're like, yo, this is not ready to ship, you guys need to delay this. Or do they just let them is it more of a oh yeah, we're under the Microsoft umbrella, but they kind of work as an almost an independent entity uh, in itself, which I'm guessing would probably work that way. So I'm curious to see how this goes. We know that it's going to be on game pass day one though. So I, you know, that's got me pretty pumped uh, because I know for a fact that I'll have this day one. So, and I don't have to spend any ducats in order to try it. (laughs) That's most importantly, I mean, I do technically because I have Game Pass, but but I already have it, so whatever. I will say that is an interesting <laughs> question because if this was planned as like a big holiday release and if it's looking like it's not ready, I wonder if Microsoft would delay it and say, hey, we've got nothing again for a holiday season. Right. Or if, if they would say, I'm sorry, guys, but we got to push it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know how that. And, and that's a good point, too. The fact that this is now what year two or three that 
They've released nothing. They, we've had new new generation of console, and they have no major IP, at least not one that we saw how Halo Infinite, um, you know, they, they have had struggles uh, with that game and even people playing it and things coming in super late, like co-op, which has been a part of the game forever. Um, you know, so it's, it's it's moves like that that I really feel, and I, I hope, not only the companies that are that it's affecting, but these other companies that are watching and can see that that's not the route to go. That's not the route to go. You are hurting your brand right. um, by doing that. You know, video gamers and, and they have a lot less tolerance for shenanigans. And I, I, I think that's, you know, right on point. I, I don't think we should as gamers, but at the same time too, I'm kind of conflicted because it's like, look, man, these people are are working hard too, and and who knows about the crunch or, you know, what kind of challenges they're actually facing in development. There's always more to the story than we as consumers get. There's a whole, you know, deeper layers. It's like an onion. We get a we get the very outside of the onion, but there's layers upon layers upon layers inside that took to get and make up that entire onion. You like that onion metaphor? Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, dude? What's next on your list, man? <laughs> the last game I wanted to mention here uh, is Sea of Stars. And uh, we actually are, are familiar with this game because we had a uh, previous guest on the show to talk about it. And it just looks cool. I like the art style. It looks like it looks charming. It looks like the gameplay is top notch there. This was also delayed into next year. Uh, so I'm hoping the extra time gives them enough time to polish. Um, to kind of mix in that I, I will also throw in an honorable mention that uh, Octopath Traveler 2 comes out next year uh, so mm-hmm. some of these they're not necessarily what I would say t- tiny games but I love how beautiful these games look I love this kind of 2D 3D-ish art mm-hmm. style that some of these games have, have been embracing and Ryan this game just looks like it could be a lot of fun and a hidden gem uh, that that really, really could master what it's going for here. Yeah, no, this is a game that I will absolutely get on. Uh, this is this is on Switch, right? Just comes out on Switch. I believe so. Cause like this is a perfect. I love playing games like this, especially on the Switch. I can play them, you know, anywhere at any point in time. I don't have to be sitting down to to do it. And I love a good classic like RPG style game. But I I enjoy this. If you, I had I had Live Alive on my top five list for 2023. Uh, similar kind of art style with that that 2d 3d uh look and feel to it i really enjoyed that game that was the first time i had opportunity to play it so this game is absolutely on my list of games when it drops i will be getting it to to play it and beat it so um it just looks good it's it's a fun game if you're into rpgs and things of that nature um this is definitely going to be a game that you're going to want to check out a lot of these though. And and this is where this stands. I'm confident that this game should come out next year. I, but Uh I don't know that they've actually uh, said a date uh, as to when it comes out. And it looks like it'll be on PlayStation um, too. And I guess uh, probably PC uh, as well. So, Uh, but for me, yeah, this would, this would probably be one that I'll end up getting on the switch and uh playing but this is definitely on my list i will say release release date on this game is going to be critical like i would hate Mm -hmm. to see it come out around 
a Starfield or a Tears of the Kingdom, because mm-hmm. then I don't think it would just get completely swallowed up. Uh, so I'm hoping they find a window of time where maybe it's in between some of the the quote AAA releases, uh, because mm-hmm. this this looks like a game that deserves uh, a lot of people's attention, but could get overshadowed if they're not careful when with when they release it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll see uh, how that stuff, how that. And we'll start getting some of that information, too, in terms of, like, solid, hard dates. I imagine we'll start coming out here in the next couple of months. I can't even think of what. I know that CES is here uh, next week uh, out here oh in Las goodness. Vegas. So already. I know. I, already. I know. It's crazy. So I know we'll be getting a lot of drops, but I can't think of what the next, like, major video game announcement. I'm guessing that there will be back to kind of one-off things. Uh, and then... Um, but we we should be getting firm dates. That's what that's what's exciting, especially about the the turn of the year and whatnot. When people are able to solidify and say, "All right, here's here's we are here's where we're at. Um, here's the roadmap and and what we've got going on." Uh, I did I did for for me. I just wanted to very briefly um, talk about. Uh, obviously, this one is high on my list. But Jedi. Uh, uh, what the heck is it? Jedi survival, not Jedi survivals, final survive Jedi something. What is it? What is it called? Somebody tell me Jedi survivor. Jedi survivor. Jedi survivor. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Uh, if you didn't play uh fallen order, that game was awesome. It, it is one of the best uh, star Wars games that I've played. This really took the sour taste of the battlefronts out of my mouth. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And they needed that. They needed that. So to continue moving forward with Cal and, and the adventures and what they have, it was a great story. If you're a star Wars fan, if you haven't played fallen order, I think it's even on sale right now, but I highly suggest picking that up. This is one that, that will, I think will come out next year. I'm hoping this is supposed to come out in March. Uh, so we're not too far away from this coming, but it's going to be dope. I am super pumped about this. And then and then there's there's one more I've got to mention uh, as well. And we talked about it a little bit. And I'm not really even into these games, but uh, this looks really cool. And I think it's a really cool concept is uh, Lies of Pi or uh, Lies of Pi, Lies of P, uh, which is uh, basically like almost like a, a horror uh, Pinocchio kind of Soulsborne game is what it seems Uh like. And uh, it just looks really cool. And I'm really intrigued by what that story could potentially be. Will I get it? Uh, It depends on when it drops. What's what's around what I'm working on if I get it day one. But it's definitely one I'm intrigued to. If I don't end up playing it out the out the gate, I would probably watch somebody uh, play it maybe watch them play it on stream or something, but the art style looks cool. I think it's got a really intriguing story uh, in terms of a character that we're familiar with in Pinocchio, but mm-hmm. set in this different universe and, and obviously a different, <laughs> there's a lot going on here. So, uh, and, and we know of course the popularity of the, the souls like and, and games of that witchers and, and games like that, this kind of seems to be in that same style. So I'm really curious to uh, uh, see how this plays out and, and everything they've got in terms of this game. This is one that uh, I'll be keeping an eye on for sure. 
I love both those choices. I think uh, Jedi Survivor uh, looks like a lot of fun. I cannot wait for that. We The world needs more good Star Wars games, uh, so hopefully that is as great as it looks. Uh, and and you know what? The setting uh, f- for a pretty unique take on Pinocchio always looks, looks pretty cool to me, too. Uh, I think I might watch somebody play that one because I think with most Souls games, I think, yeah, and they start and then go, there's no way I can finish this. I'm not that good. So this, this might be one that I watch some, maybe if you play it, Ryan, I'll watch you, I'll watch you play it. Uh, and somebody else can, can take on the pain for me. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if I we'll see if I do it because I I feel like I the same way it's like I'll get extra ambitious and be like you know what I am gonna give this a shot and then you get it and you play and I'm like nah dude this is too much stress like I don't play video games to stress out I play video games to decompress like this is this is having the opposite effect but at the same time it does seem like a really intriguing story and and just the the like how how it looks. And the universe that it's in and whatnot looks really, really cool. So if it's not like you're saying, if it's not one that I play personally, I would definitely watch somebody play it just so I can get the story and, uh, you know, see. And that might also convince me, like, you know what? I think I am going to pick this up and play this. This seems reasonable. <laughs> we'll see there's a ton more other games too that are supposed to be coming out suicide squad uh is one that got pushed back um that that i was kind of looking forward to um i remember killer clowns from outer space is supposed to come out with the i think that's supposed to be an asymmetrical game uh blood bowl three uh we know forsaken or forespoken um, which that is actually right now the demo is on PlayStation. You can pick that up on PlayStation 5 um, right now as well to check out. I downloaded it. I still haven't had an opportunity to play it. Uh, Hulong, Fallen Dynasty, that was another one. I know Arc 2. Arc 2 is one that I do not think is going to come out next year. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2 is another uh-huh. one, Skull and Bones. Could it yep. get uh, Skull and Bones has been delayed so many times. I am not holding my breath for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out. Um, Redfall got pushed back to next year. That's right. Alan Wake 2, I think, is another one that's definitely on the on the bubble. Street Fighter 6, we know, is definitely coming out. Um, yes. There's been multiple beta tests. People are loving it. I'm excited to get my hands on that. Diablo 4, another honorable mention. I know a lot of people will be pumped for that to come out as well. So there's a lot of spicy games uh, that that we should be getting. We'll see uh, what comes through. But let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to talk about some of our favorite moments from this year, some of the people we've spoken with, and, and some of the things that we've done and whatnot. Sit around. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And Ryan, now we get to do something a little bit 
uh, fun here for us. We're nearing the end of the year, so we get to take a look back at some of the awesome guests uh, that we had on during 2022. And Ryan, much like last year, there's a lot to choose from. We had a we had a good variety and a lot of really good interviews there. Uh, I will mm-hmm. say this, and I, I am not just saying this because it's our show. I don't think there was an interview we had that I look back and go, "Oof, that was a rough one." Uh, so we've been right. very lucky that people uh, have been opening up to us and and been very kind uh, and entertaining with their interviews. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to, from episode 105 on the 19th of this year, we had uh, Dr. Rachel Court on the show. So I originally went into, selfishly, I originally went into my PhD thinking, um, there might be something wrong with me, right? Because I kept seeing the parents <laughs> saying there's something wrong. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I went in looking at the social impacts of games and full disclosure, I went in expecting to find differences, expecting to find that games are somehow negatively impacting our ability to socialize, whether it's atrophying our skills or whether people with less social ability are, are drawn to games or something like that. And that was not the case. Um, there's very, very little social differences uh, and, and no long-term social differences. If anything, there might be a slight kind of relationship with shyness, but other than that, there's nothing. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's really interesting because the stereotype would have you believe, right, that mm-hmm. gamers are antisocial and gamers are violent. And, you know, where else do these misconceptions lie? Dr. Cohort is, number one, an amazing person absolutely loves the witcher i i i enjoy following her twitter because she is always going on adventures and and doing things she's a fab we didn't get a chance to meet we almost had a chance to meet at uh at pax east but we didn't uh we didn't end up uh getting the link up but uh she's an amazing amazing uh uh inner field especially uh just educating doing research and and data on video games and how they tie into uh us as people uh, i i think it's such important work in the community that that she's a part of and the work it, that, that they're doing you know these are our uh these professionals in these fields that are going in and looking at the data looking at the science and trying to and 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 linking this data into actual um you know here here's what you can deduce from what we're seeing based off the data that we're we're able to to acquire or get that people have have given us so it was so much fun having that uh um that perspective and and having her on the show uh she's an absolutely amazing amazing person i agree with that you know it it's really interesting because that's part of of gaming that we haven't had a great look into yet. Uh, so the, the amazing research that she's doing and, and work that she's putting into revealing some of the insights behind gamers uh, is just awesome. She's an amazing and a sweet person, super smart. Uh, hopefully you guys can link up soon. Hopefully all three of us can figure out a convention here to link up at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will give her an extra special shout out because she's also a fellow future class member. Uh, so digital fist bump to her for that. Uh, I, Awesome person to talk to, uh, super, super smart and, and is able to convey this information in ways that are easy uh, for people like us to understand, which uh, in my case can be difficult sometimes. So <laughs> shout out to her for doing that. She's 
so much fun to talk to. Can't wait to to have her back on again in the future. Absolutely. Who who do you have uh, uh, throughout the year? What were some of the the fun um, uh, guests that we've had that, that you really enjoyed? So I'm just going to get the obvious one out of the way for everybody. Uh, you guys know me. I'm a huge Packers fan. So there was one guest that I am 100% going to mention as one of my favorites from this past year. And that was Amon Green, the Packers all-time rushing leader turned esports coach. And so mm-hmm. once I officially returned in 09, I took a year off, got reconnected with my family, did my daddy part and was at soccer, baseball, basketball track. And uh, around that time, it was like 2010. My wife's like, all right, you got to get out of this house. You're, you're driving me nuts because <laughs> I'm there every, you know, I was not there every day. Now I'm there every day, but I'm doing stuff. I'm constructive. I'm helping clean up the house and getting the kids ready, but I'm keeping them on task. I'm keeping her on task. Hey, come work out with me. You know, I'm, I want to get a workout in real quick. She's like, what? I don't want to work out with you. <laughs> so it was just uh, it was just finding an activity, you know, and it was something I was I knew I was gonna love to do if I could find where I could fit in. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. As soon as I saw that Amon Green was an esports coach, I was like, I have to try and book him. That was that was it. Like that was the whole, that was everything I needed. Uh, however, I think it's a fascinating story of how an athlete has turned uh, professional experience into mm-hmm. the esports world and is helping to coach and train uh, esports athletes and having that transition jump uh, from playing uh, a traditional sport into coaching an esports team i think is, mm-hmm. is pretty interesting uh he's just a genuine dude too he's a lot of fun to talk to uh and i think that that is is showing you just how legitimate esports has become right like if you think back mm-hmm. to 10 years i don't think we think of many professional athletes turning to esports once they retire right so i think that's just right. cool as as a marker of how far that industry has come and where that world is going uh and it's it's you know, people like him can only help grow the uh, grow that sector and and give more legitimacy to it. So I'm all for that. Uh, Ryan, did you enjoy that interview? I know part of that had to have been a little bit painful for you. It was painful for me, but in in a good way. <laughs> no, he was legit. I will always be a Bears fan, but I, you know, I was able to to put that aside. Number one, because Amon is is such a great guy. Like you were saying, he he is just really really down to earth. We had the uh, pleasure to, of course, at the esports awards. Uh, I was able to. Uh, uh, you know, say what's up to him personally as well. I know that you you had uh, you guys got to to link up earlier and whatnot too. So it's just always so much fun being able to when we have these guests on. Uh, you know, we're we're doing this on a digital format, so being able to actually like, oh, hey, what's going on, and and physically meet each other and and have a conversation and stuff like that. It's such a blessing to be able to have that opportunity. So, like you're saying being able to take a a pro athlete's experience and completely you know again we're talking about in in football and then to be able to take elements from that and translate that and and kind of convert that into an esports mentality and esports coaching i think is huge because he he has played on one of the biggest stages 
in the world for one of the biggest teams in the world. So he knows what goes on in the room where it happens. And he's able to bring that experience now into esports. And I absolutely love it. I'd love to see more of that uh, happening. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we don't see more uh, professional athletes that have retired, um, kind of switch over and maybe start looking at that. And maybe that's something that we see here in the next year or two is more athletes making that kind of switch uh, into esports and, you know, esports education and, and things of that nature. I'd love to be able to see that. But again, we're still very much on the infancy. I feel within esports and video games as a whole. So I think as the years go by, we will see more of that stuff uh, going down, but Amon Green, that was a fantastic interview. He was awesome to be able to just talk with. And the fact that we got to, again, meet him in in, in real life and and do all that stuff, it, it was absolutely amazing. So uh, big ups. That, that too, is, is definitely on my high up on the list uh, from that from last year. Speaking of high up on the list, uh, I got to give it up to my man, Jason Kelly. Uh, come on now. Colt. Come on now. Uh, Deathloop was was one of what I think that was my game of the year for 2021. I believe it was uh, whenever it came out, whenever it dropped. Mm-hmm. So being able to have a conversation. Jason, number one, is so much fun. He's such a down to earth guy. We still jibber jab on Twitter and stuff like that, which is fantastic. Always, always great seeing him do the work. But he, he you know, the, the characters within Deathloop. I felt really I was able to relate to a lot more again being a person of color uh being able to have the main protagonist be a person of color not only that but also the antagonist and and you know there's so much variety within the within that uh within that game coupled with Tom Solta's music which of course we had Tom on uh as well like that game, I just absolutely loved it. So being able to sit down with Jason, just jibber jab about the game, how much it meant. I, I it was hard for me to not fanboy uh, as as we were going through it, but it is it was so much fun. I absolutely loved that episode. Uh, that was that was episode one nineteen back in April uh, here of this year. So by far one of my favorite uh, uh, interviews of the year for sure, dude. agree with that Jason is such a fun guy to talk to Uh, very humble uh, very introspective and and you know what it it is amazing just to to sit down and chat with him he'll make you feel like he's your friend in like five minutes Uh, so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah amazing game amazing performance it was great to hear kind of his insight behind that Uh, I'll give an honorable mention like you did to Tom Salta too just just, uh, Mm -hmm. getting to, to get multiple sides of that game I, I think is really cool uh, and, and kind of getting the behind the scenes look and how they crafted uh, not only one of the main performances but the music behind it. Amazing. Jason is is a stand-up guy. Uh, cannot wait to see what's next. Uh, I don't know that we ever guessed what his next project was. He was doing that thing on, on Twitter of, of guessing uh, Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know that we've heard anything about it. We definitely need to get him back on the show though and and talk more about it especially once it like for real we'll have to go back and double check because maybe he did announce or they did announce and we just missed it um but yeah we know for a that he's definitely working on a project uh for sure so 
I'll be curious to see what it is and, and see if we can't get him back on uh, to talk about it. Uh, I did not know from the jump that that was the driving force. I did not know that that relationship was the throttle that broke. The, our narrative director, Bennett Smith, did. Um, he was also our session director. And so he was always really good at giving us the 3D picture of the world that we were playing in because they didn't, early on, they didn't have enough, they didn't have a lot of reference material to show us. So he was very good at just getting what he needed from each take or each set, set of takes that he knew he could then go and piece together. And then he did something that was all, that I thought was brilliant. He piped her, at least for me, he piped her performance into my ear. Yo, can't wait to see that. Uh, mad props to Jason. He's he's a wonderful guy. Uh, the next person on my list, uh, I believe we talked to in March, and I, I think this is our third time talking to her, so I think this qualifies her as a friend of the show, and that would be Jennifer Hale. Uh, and yes. my goodness, I think any time we can get her on the show uh, is a highlight uh, of my year for, for the show's purposes. Uh, just one of the most genuine people I think you'll ever meet. Uh, in mm-hmm. March, we talked mainly about Skills Hub, which is uh, a voice acting coaching site that she helped create uh, that is, is fully up and operational now, by the way, which is, is a great way to kind of dip your toes in if you're ever interested in voice acting there um yeah super nice person uh, i'll give her an extra shout out she just won uh, i forget the full title but an icon award just just this yes, past the week sova's industry icon award yes uh so mm-hmm. I, I cannot think of very many people uh as deserving as her for an icon award like that uh but ryan she's just so nice so so genuine uh is is just so much fun to talk to uh obviously given how how long and and varied her career has been that we could talk to her about a million things uh and i hope Mm -hmm. we get the chance to because that she's always a joy to talk to You know, through through this this first period here, how have you seen Skills Hub evolve, and what has your reaction been to the response you've been getting? My reaction to the response has been like, man, I think my heart's going to explode. It's doing, <laughs> it's doing what I wanted and more. You know, it all started because I got sick and tired of auditioning in the dark. You know, we come in the booth and we get the piece of paper and we're like, "Am I close?" I pour my heart out, and this is what you hear back. <laughs> You know, that's fine. That's the job. But you do that for months and months, you know, on and off. And you're like, God, am I on or am I off course? And I was like, I just want 10 minutes with someone I trust for my auditions. And that's how it initially came to be. But then what we realized when we were doing our beta tests, because we did over 50 beta tests, Bill, our developer, is just like off the hook. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. And he, he's all about the user experience. So we suddenly happened upon this entire pool of people who just want to know how to do it. I, you know, there's some people that you can really feel their energy. And even though we're in on a digital, you know, in a digital medium, you can feel her energy come through at all times. And you just know that she is a genuine person and she has very strong convictions on how she feels. She is she is to to me. She is the the pinnacle 
of actors in video games, both professionalism, how you how you do things like she just, you know, I I absolutely love Jennifer. I'm not going to lie to you. Like she is. She's just uh, such an amazing person. She really is. Like like anytime, like anytime you talk to her, it's just like, oh, just having a conversation with this uh, legendary uh, actor. You know, no big deal. Like, (laughs) like what? Um, So, again, congratulations. Yes. On the award. That is absolutely uh, so well deserved because uh, you are you are a legend in the industry and and she just has such a big effect and has had such a big impact on so many lives throughout the years not only being an inspiration but like you're saying with skills hub and and get gathering together these other fabulous uh, uh professionals to come together and be able to pass that knowledge on to other folks be able to coach folks to be able to get into the industry uh, i love that and i love that there's so much i feel like there's a lot more focus being put into the education side of some of this stuff. Whereas before a lot of this stuff was kind of close to the chest and you'd have to really do a lot of research and digging to figure out like how the process works, who, how do you get into people? Uh, and, and how do you, you know, figure out who, who's the right person for you, maybe manager wise or working on your voice or, or whatever mm-hmm. they've made a lot of these, I, I guess, industry secrets or, or, or things that once seemed so secretive out in the open to where a lot more people now are a lot, are able to get into this. And again, to be able to have confidence like that, to teach others, to jump into your space. There's so many people, I would say like, even in like in streaming where they look at things very competitively and not, uh, Oh yeah, let me share this information with you. So you can, you know, you, you should be looking to, to help people up, not, not push people down. I've, I've always been a strong believer in that. And I feel, especially folks that are in leadership positions, um, you know, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Not only in the leadership, but also the folks that are, are working underneath, uh, the leader, you know, and how they look and, and feel and uh, not only the environment did just to work and are they getting value and satisfaction out of what they're doing? Um, Jennifer Hale, she all is. Yeah. The fact that we, we've had her on the show, we're more than just friends. We're best friends. I know that you don't know this, but, but we're best friends. So <laughs> I'll take one it. day we'll meet IRL. We will treat you, uh, uh, to, to lunch or dinner or coffee or whatever. Uh, it, it is on us. So yeah, always a pleasure having Jennifer on the show. Um, a- another great one for me was, uh, uh, Julie Elvin. I absolutely adore Julie Elvin. She sings like a freaking goddess. Uh, you know, straight up, man. Like, you know, that very angelic uh, singing. Uh, it, it's amazing what one can do with their voice. And and Julie is one that truly she just has not only not only this gorgeous voice, but her as a person. Again, we talked a little bit about um just being able to feel people's energy through uh, this digital format. She's another one. We we communicate uh, here and there on on Twitter and stuff like that as well. But she is. She also played. I don't know if you guys know it, but she also remember played with Flu Guy uh, <laughs> for this 
as well. That was him. That's how I knew. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Julie told us about this guy. Cause I totally remember because she didn't realize that he was being a part that he was a part of the or- orchestra as well and was playing together. So it was a surprise for her to be able to do that. So, you know, Julie Elvin. Uh, uh, and I, I can't, I, I don't mean any, any disrespect. I cannot remember, uh, what his actual name is, but I absolutely love that dude. I absolutely love him. But Julie, yeah, Julie's fantastic. I know she was out in LA, uh, for the game awards as well. So hopefully she had a blast. Um, but she just seems like, uh, such a, uh, such a chill person and, and, you know, the work that she does, she kind of invited us in with the, you know, within her home studio and some of her process on how you do uh, just being able to sing the way that she sings. And her voice is an instrument uh, in yes. itself. And obviously it is, but like what she can do in the range that she has. And of course, you've heard the the if you have not the Forbidden West soundtrack. Obviously, she also worked on uh, the first uh, Horizon Zero Dawn um too but to be able to have her back on uh and be able to carry that and and have that tone that's something that always stands out to me within the game is is that uh music so Julie Elvin, uh, again, if you have not had a chance, she also does a ton of other work to go check out her Twitter. She is fantastic. Uh, that will link you to everything else that she's got going on. But uh, I love having Julie on. Um, so it kind of depends. Of course, it's good to have more info than less. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if I don't have a lot of info or material, um, then I just trust in just diving into the music and also, of course, what the composer tells me. So they will also tell me um, how they feel the music should be portrayed. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yes, so oftentimes, for example, in Aloy's theme, if we take that example, I don't sing lyrics. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of like, um, it's called vocalization. So you convey the emotion of the music um, primarily through the voice itself. So the voice kind of becomes like an instrument. Um, right. It's not about the lyrics that tell you what's going on. It's more um, that you kind of just feel the full emotion through through the vocal interpretation itself. Yeah, you know, it takes a, a rare talent to be able to convey that much emotion without singing words, like just just through mm-hmm. chanting and whatnot. So, so obviously the talent is is top notch, and uh, I, I I know we say this about everybody we've been talking to, but genuine it is as a word that just pops into mind again. Like this is somebody that when we talked to her, uh, it, it seemed like she was still kind of grasping at, at what had happened to her and being able to work on a project <laughs> like Horizon. Uh, and it, it makes you just think, you know, these are people that that you end up rooting for and you want the best for uh and and uh obviously she's talented enough to get it done uh and excel in whatever she's doing uh so hopefully there's there's a lot of projects on her with her for the, uh for her on the horizon uh because she truly is it, it, her voice is is awesome it's amazing it, it's one of those that you could just listen to uh for hours it seems like and and just 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 sit mm-hmm. there and just be and i, I mean this in, in, a, in a very positive way just kind of be in a trance and just kind of just sit there and let it flow over you and let the emotions kind of wash over you uh truly talented and i can't wait to see what she's got coming up well i wonder too because i know that they announced a multiplayer 
uh, game for Horizon, and there's the VR game that came, that's coming out as well next year, I believe, uh, for Horizon. So I'm curious if she worked on those projects or if she if they utilize any of her uh, singing uh, for those projects. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm always curious uh, to see what she's working on and, and has going on because. Again, her her voice is so it's just so calming and and chill, and what she's able to do with it and her craft is is absolutely amazing to me. Oh, hundred percent agree there. Uh, on my end of things, I just had one more name I'll mention here, and that's Christopher Sean from Gotham Knights. Uh, one of the the funniest interviews I think we've we've done this year, and I guess that is not a surprise because he's good friends with Stephen Oyung. And uh, first of all, Ryan, we got to get these two on together and just let them go. Yeah, and I think I think the episode's yes. done. Like we don't have to do anything. Uh, <laughs> super fun guy to talk to. Uh, obviously loved his performance in Gotham Knights. Uh, and I mean, the, the moment that stands out for me, Ryan, and one of my favorite moments of the year is Christopher <laughs> calling out Steven <laughs> saying uh, <laughs> that not only should we choose Christopher to save our lives, we should never ask Steven to save our lives. That like that moment, <laughs> just, just totally one of my favorites from this year. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question here, just between you and Steven. Uh, if I were on the street injured and I had a bunch of criminals rushing toward me, who should I trust the most to save my life, you or Steven? <laughs> me, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I love Steven, but Steven, Steven's an anti-hero. He's like, he's going to see it, but like, does it bother me? Nah, not at all. And he's going to continue drinking his little... High iced tea with boba, like he, yeah, he's gonna do his thing. Me, my problem is I'm Captain Savaho, where I'm like, I gotta help, and I'm gonna run over and do something stupid and get my butt kicked. I'm like, get out of here, kid. Let me take the burden, you know, like whatever. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, honestly, I think I think uh, you better save my number and get rid of Steven. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is good to know. That is really good to know. (laughs) It's all fantastic being able to, excuse me, especially have on the show people that have worked together. So you kind of get that like backstory as to like how they, you know, maybe get a little nice little story. So having something like that and just just knowing and they're both great dudes too um it was so much fun we need to, i i i need to get that clip uh clipped and whatnot and and put out there because that is a direct i think that's going to be the clip that gets them both on the show at the same time and we'll just have an absolute blast with that but you're right having having christopher uh on, on the show was amazing uh of course his performance as nightwing in gotham knights which recently uh dropped here last month uh was fantastic so you know Again, just being able to the the accessibility of some of these folks and and them taking the time to come on a show and just talk about the projects they're doing. How did you get here? Um, you know, what is, you know, just finding out and being able to get and take a little bit of a, a deep dive into somebody's past or the things, the struggles and, and stuff that they've gone through in order to get to where they're at. I, I think it's super important. Um 
a lot of people would like to see the end progress of one's journey. But what a lot of people forget is that there's a lot of ups and downs uh, to get to that goal or that particular part that people go through. We may only see that that successful part, but I guarantee and and that's what one of the biggest things that I've learned from most of the people that we've spoken with is there was a lot of of successes and failures that went into the point or or getting to a spot uh, that they've gotten to. And there's a lot of hard work and it's something that people shouldn't forget. You know, it may, may not be the thing that people are talking about or posting Instagram pictures about or whatever, but um, there, you know, the, the I, I think that's like the reoccurring theme is just the, the work and the, and the, you know, failing and, and picking yourself back up and, and continuing to move forward uh, seems to be a common theme when we when we speak with these folks. But uh, yes, Christopher, Sean, definitely uh, uh, one one of the tops. I wanted to throw throw down a couple more uh, uh, just uh, some honorables having Emily Mack on. Uh, fantastic having her on the show, especially somebody from when we were younger that was uh, uh, GameStop TV and and uh, all that stuff. So it was nice to be able to get her perspective and having her on the show. Cuddlecore, she was kicking butt all through 2022. She had a heck of a year. GG's our friend. Um, but it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Looking forward to seeing what Cuddlecore has going on this year. Uh, Caroline Morshaw uh, of uh, um, not inter is it interactive? Uh, Night Night Nightwing. Nightwing. No, I mean not Night. Um, it's uh, <laughs> no. Now I'm confusing characters with company names. It's um. <laughs> oh it's my goodness! Night. It'll come to me. <laughs> yeah, but them over at their team, they won. They they end up winning an award uh, for innovation. Not innovation. I'm sorry. It was uh, uh oh, I'm, I'm with impact. on it. Thank you. Games with impact. Uh, and, and as dust falls, you guys know me, I've, I've spoken about, it. I absolutely love that game. Uh, so being able to, it was such a proud moment too. being able to see Caroline up there on stage. I was like, we, oh my goodness, you got did it. Like, yes, that's huge. Cause I know how much that them and, and the team, uh, worked on, on the game and everything that they had done. That was their first major project as a studio. Um, so to see them have that kind of success right out the gate uh, was it, it was a very proud interior night. Interior That's night right. is the key. Yes. So the folks, uh, everybody at interior night, uh, Carolyn, again, I, I'd love to to uh, have have her back on the show just to talk about it and see what kind of projects that they're working on um, in the future, of course. And then. Uh, um and then Anthony, Anthony DeMauro, uh, Gmectka, uh, we've been, uh, talking, I I've actually in like a Twitter group with them and stuff like that. That's something that I'm looking more in and seeing their development is coming along as a platform. So I'm really excited to see what they have going on, what they plan on doing this year. And it definitely Anthony is somebody we'd like to have, uh, back on the show just to see more about what they're talking about and maybe even focus more on the SEO and marketing side. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. I feel like 
that is becoming more and more important, especially the fact that there's so many creators out there. So to be able to get more of that perspective, have somebody you know working for you to do something, that's just something that like for me personally, uh, I, I, I'm familiar with it because it's part of my day job. Um, but to have somebody to and and like price wise, I, I feel like it's pretty low. I think starting out, it's like 10 bucks a month. And then they have different packages based off of what you're doing. Yeah. But I was like, that's a pretty solid starter price. And I'm willing to commit to it to see what we can do. So I'm going to do some investigating. I'm going to personally invest my own money into doing it. And then we'll have a conversation. We'll bring Anthony on and we'll do some more talking about it. I think we'll be really dope. Yeah, I agree with all those choices. All awesome people uh, who did great things. Can't wait uh, to see what they have next. I'll add one more to our honorable mention list, and that's Sean Chiplock, which, Ryan, I don't know what you were expecting, but I was not expecting it to be as funny as it was. But, man, that dude is hilarious. And I, I'd one of those people I could just have on and just listen to, go after, go just just talk. And I'm pretty sure we'd be laughing. Talk. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think I think Sean may also have the record for most bleeps in an episode. I'm gonna throw that out. So Sean officially holds that record. <laughs> Which, by the way, we do not need other guests to challenge that record. We're good. We're good. <laughs> now that was a tough edit session. That was a tough edit session. <laughs> But it was amazing having Sean on. He is super legit. And it was crazy too, because we ended up finding out that we like we have uh mutual IRL friends um that we had talked about. I was like, oh my gosh, like you know uh uh so and so, like that absolutely nuts. So hopefully Sean's able to come out or like Sean might even be out here because we do have uh level up expo is coming up here uh not too long from now. So he may be coming out uh for that as well but uh yeah dude, sean was sean was amazing like you can literally like you, you can be like and here's sean chiplock and we don't have to say anything for the rest of the episode he'll take over he will he will he will do the show for us <laughs> right if he's at level up give that man a panel and uh just, yes. just slap a warning for language and we're good <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. What, what an exciting year. This has been so much fun. Uh, again, we want to say thank you, everybody that listens, the folks that have been on the show that have helped to make this show what it is uh, without the folks that come on here and and talk and speak within their respective professions or their respective areas. It's really disseminating knowledge uh, out to other folks. And, and, I, and I know that folks are listening around the world uh, to this show. So again, thank you guys so much for believing in us and and continuing to listen tell your friends uh you know hit us up on the on the socials all that good stuff we appreciate it uh lucas this is this is the final week of 2022 what are your plans what 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 do you got going on do you have any hopes for for 2023 yeah, so this week I'm I'm trying to make up for lost time. Uh, uh, being sick wiped out the first week that my brother and his wife were here. Uh, so they leave later this week. So I am all about just hanging out with them, uh, going to a few places on the strip, and just spending some time together. Uh, as I mentioned before, this is the first time that we've seen each other since before the pandemic. Uh, so I'm just grateful that they were able to make it out here uh, in good health and spend some time. Uh, as for 2023, Ryan, I am ready to see land parties 
continue to grow and evolve. I want to give a special shout out once again to Ed Thompson, the complete gamer on Twitter yes. uh, for nominating us for that Tempest award, which we were able to win. Uh, Ryan being there in person uh, was just amazing uh to, to accept an award yeah. in person right out here at the HyperX arena uh it's hard to top that as far as favorite memories from this year uh, especially from from a professional perspective uh but i am just excited to see what happens next year i have a few projects uh that hopefully we can talk about soon and we'll see what happens nice. ryan what about you what are you doing this week and what are your hopes for 2023 yeah i'm hoping i'm i'm just happy at the moment not to be sick uh, so <laughs> it has been rough. I need the kids to not be sick and everybody just to be healthy and, and good. It, it's going to be nice though, uh, to be able to take some time. My dad leaves at the end of the week as well. And then my mom early next week. Um, so taking some time to, to hang out with the family and, uh, not really, I, I had no big plans as of, uh, right now for, um, uh new year's eve i'm sure we'll we'll get together uh somehow and and celebrate but not do anything crazy uh obviously we also have ces that starts next week as well so we'll be getting back into it like it you know the the, the show go the show must go on uh, so we'll be hopefully setting up some interviews and things like that of some technology that looks cool um down there and um you know just hoping that everybody has a a safe New year. I'm excited next year for like you're saying to continue to expand, to, to push the limits and, and do some new things and try some new stuff out. And, uh, uh, I, I think goals wise, goals wise, if we can, one of my, one of my people, if we can get Henry Cavill on the show, uh, I think that would be dope, but there's some people that I'm going to be targeting next year to try to get on the show. Uh, Chloe Martz, I, I think Ooh. is her last name. Okay. Do you know? Yeah, I know she's she's a gamer too. Ryan, if we get Henry Cavill on the show and we don't invite uh, Doctor Coward on, uh, she might kill you. So she might just, just right, warning you right. right there. Yeah, and like you know, like she doesn't even have to be a part of the episode. Like she could. We just we'll just set up a meet and greet with them prior to the show recording. Uh, <laughs> Yo, we, we got you. We got you, doctor. Um, yeah, so I, I'm just really excited. And there's some projects and some things that uh, I've got uh, going on the back end as well that I'm hoping that that we can we can talk about. Um, there's some some plans that I've got planned out. So I, I am pumped for next year and, and hopefully we we get get into it and and hit it hit the floor running we've got like i said the las vegas inferno day is early i believe that's the sixth sixth or the ninth the ninth six the sixth january sixth six. it is the sixth okay you knew that yeah, right you knew it's that like yeah i did uh it is the sixth january 6th velocity esports arena down over right underneath the amc in town square is is where you can find that at now this time for real <laughs> don't forget to hit us up on the tweet <laughs> at land parties pod at lucas Eggett, or at smitty 2447 we hope you guys have an amazing rest of your 2022 be safe out there be healthy enjoy the time replenish that battery thank you so much again for sticking with us and you know what it is we love your faces 
Yeah. <laughs>